the only genre is boring fiction novel. And like, I just, I felt so like, like an outcast and that my YA writing was just not good because it, it seemed like people that wrote YA were just bad writers. Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Hi, friends. Hello. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about um, imposter syndrome and kind of our experiences with it. I think it's such a core thing that gets dealt with when you are a writer. Um, Or creative of any type. mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. And for me personally, it's always been like it's directly linked to whenever I sit down to write. Yeah. Um. So for me, the two two go hand in hand. Um, yeah, we're gonna kind of dig into our experiences. I don't know. We don't really have an outline for this, so yeah, we'll probably touch on a few things. But yeah, we were just talking about what e- what it even is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have like the Wikipedia definition, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that really fits into what we consider it, but it's. A psychological pattern in which one's doubt one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite external evidence of their competence. Those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they have achieved. Yeah, and we were talking about how I mean, for most people, like starting writing or whatever, they don't really have too many quote unquote achievements. It's mostly just you feel like you're not good enough or can't do what. I don't know. Can't publish a book. Can't. Yeah. So it's really hard to get over because you... you... (gasps) My brand new phone just fell on the floor. (sighs) Literally every day of my life. Um, But yeah, it can be really hard to get over because you feel like you don't have any accomplishments. Um, And I think it's interesting too, though, now, because I started thinking about this before I had had anything published. Mm Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I mean, I've been, I almost said just, you can't say I've just been because that is undermining yourself or I can't because it, 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 uh, it's not good for my brain. But anyways. Your therapist is showing. I know, right? <laughs> um, so I, so I've been writing and I've been published online. So I've been writing um, news articles, art news and interviewing mm-hmm. people. And so now that I have that under my belt, um and I still kind of have the same feelings it's kind of nice like it sucks to still have the same feelings but I think you just kind of have to accept that that's something that'll pop up yeah always Uh, and it's kind of nice to know that it's not based on fact because it's still here at the same degree sometimes and that doesn't make any sense so that almost really helps (laughs) yeah I mean I've for me it's like I've had stuff published for I've had news stuff published because I was a journalism student and like, but to me that doesn't count because I don't write that. I write How fiction. How dare you? I write fiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, journalism and fi- like. Oh, for sure. They're very different. They're so different. Um, and I've had a couple like poems and um, like a short story mm-hmm. a little bit published in like a couple really small UNC Chapel Hill things. Um, yeah. But that's the only, that's the only creative stuff that I've had published and they were um, again, like not nationally recognized or whatever. So, which mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I'm just, see, I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. It just, yeah, there you go. But I think for me, my main 
the main reason I felt it a lot is when I first started writing, it was all, I guess I've touched on this before, but when I first started writing, it was all like fan fiction about my own life. Like I was just writing, which I feel like a lot of little kids do. I don't know. I'm just writing a lot of stories about this is what I want to happen in this class with this crush, with this best friend. Like it was all based on completely their real names, the real school I went to, like everything. Yeah. And pen on paper, not online. Yes. And pen on paper, obviously. And like, but even when those stories stopped becoming less of my actual life, when I started writing them more, um, like when I changed the names and when I, I still kind of lived in them and I still kind of wrote them like as me being the main character. And I think that's why it was so embarrassing for me in the beginning. And I felt like I was such a bad writer because I was like, they were so tied to my life mm-hmm. and I was so nervous to show them to people. Um, like I just wrote for me and it was very, very, very hard for me to show one once I actually had a story that was not just about me um, or me and a celebrity, et cetera, <laughs> or, or about Twilight. Like, once I actually had a story that maybe could be published one day, it was the hardest thing in the world for me to show it to someone because I felt like, how could I have possibly written this? And I was always told I was a good writer in high school, but I never had any creative writing experience in, like, classes or anything in high school. Um, yeah. I was always just told I was a good writer, but it was just like academic papers and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't sure if I was a good writer at all. And not knowing that and like jumping headfirst into showing it to your first friend, which is what I did. And I was like freaking out because I thought that he, not that he wouldn't like it because he was really sweet and he still has literally helped me write my story and is the biggest component of my story out of everyone ever. Um, but it was like I had to like hide my I had like hide my manuscript from everyone. I was so nervous everyone was gonna see it. Like when I was in my high school library, and I was just because I was like I'm such a bad writer. I don't want anyone to know that like I wrote this kind of with me as the main character, but not really. Like yeah, it was just really embarrassing, and it was very hard for me to get out of that mind space, even in like college. Literally, I mean, it never really ends. You're still always gonna be like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Have you read like this book and it's so good? How could I ever write like that? Right? It's like you don't need oh to write like God. that. And that's why The Hunger Games was so great. We talked about this <laughs> because it feels like it's not written at such a high level that it's impossible to get there. So Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um trying to Oh, I took a screenshot of one of my phone notes. Oh. Um <laughs> It, it says know. it's hard to believe people feel as in adequate as i do <laughs> do with like four o's yeah. same i'm trying to skim over it before i read it out loud <laughs> um, it's like your social security numbers in there <laughs> yeah, right <sighs> um, so i mean yeah. this was more just like i guess this note was more from just struggling with like life drama in general yeah um but it i think it comes from a similar place imposter syndrome that kind of detachment from reality that Literally, everyone is struggling. Everyone has these doubts and insecurities and fears, and you're you're not special. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really, like, I think everyone is obviously special, but our insecurities don't really make us special. They're part of the human experience, mm-hmm. and I think once you detach that from your personality or your identity, it can be pretty freeing. Uh, not that I'm free, but, you know. <laughs> I feel like I have a few more tools in my tool belt. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't want people to find out that I wrote for fun. Because, like, when you're in high school, it's like, 
oh my god, you write for fun? Like, I felt, because there was no creative writing, like, program or anything at my high school, and there was really nothing hmm. like that. Um, so I was like, I think just that fear kind of ingrained in me, especially that I wrote YA, yeah. and that was through college with being in a creative writing program and stuff, like, especially the fact that I wrote YA was, like, even more embarrassing, and I was like, it always, and I don't think anyone ever told me this, but it felt like, they didn't want you to write that kind. They wanted you to write literary. They wanted you to be this flowery, perfect specimen that <laughs> writes classic novels that are boring as hell um, yeah. and that have the only genre is boring fiction novel. And, like, I just, I felt so, like, like an outcast and that my YA writing was just not good because it, it seemed like people that wrote YA were just bad writers. <laughs> um, but it's just a different style and it's, I think it's easily more easily digestible and more open to everyone and yeah. I think just that the way I find I feel like the way I finally kind of got past that kind of ingrained fear of oh YA is just for stupid writers that can't write or whatever is graduating college and then finally like not being surrounded by yeah all these great writers or whatever and being kind of on my own where I can just put stuff out there and I didn't have to face people every day at school asking me about it you know like yeah I think that's what helped is just being, being able to, and I kind of, I did that kind of a little bit through college once I, like, I don't know, had a good group of friends that weren't going to be like, you're trying to publish a book, ha ha. Mm -hmm. But it was just, yeah, I think it's really hard when you're in school because it's just really hard yeah. to get that, I don't know. Because I feel like, yeah, writing was still just so embarrassing that I did that to me. I don't mm -hmm. know how you felt, but it felt embarrassing to me. Yeah, I think... I don't know, because I was publishing stuff on online, like fan fiction mm -hmm. online, That's true. from a pretty young age, but if yeah. anyone I actually knew in real life had read it, I would have been, like, humiliated, devastated. And part of that, too, I was, like, writing romance stuff, romantic yeah. things. Um, Same. So. I would have, yeah. I was, like, embarrassed, and to this day, I still get weird about, like, having emotions like that. Um, yeah. Like, liking people. Uh, it's weird. I, like, love hard, but then I don't want... I don't know. When someone asks me, like, oh, how was your date or whatever, I'm like, ah, like, I scream inside. Um, I try not to scream outside, but I... I try not to scream inside, too. Maybe that's part of the problem. I'm just like... <laughs> I think you need, to, you need to scream. Yeah, maybe I need to scream more often, but, um... I just... My mind went to a dirty spot. Um, really? <laughs> After a second, it did. Yeah. <laughs> After I went hee hee. <laughs> yes. No, the first time, I guess, was in high school when I did that writing program uh, at, at Columbia. Um, <laughs> applying for that, I had to submit pieces, which, I, which actually helped because I guess I never met the people who read them mm -hmm. to accept me. But the fact that I was going somewhere where people had read my stuff was probably a nice, like, gentle introduction to that. And then... Um, I don't know how much, like when I got to college and everything, I honestly, I didn't really take advantage of the program as much as I should have. I didn't really write new stuff. Yeah. I would just be turning in my old stuff. I did the same thing. We can um, talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, I don't know how much. I know. To, but yeah. Um, what? So it was a... <sighs> The thing that I really, when my imposter syndrome became apparent and, like, something I was dealing with and even trying to overcome was when I, 
the year after college when I decided oh, I'm gonna write this book um, or start writing this book mm-hmm. um, I would sit down to write and I would spend hours just on like one page rewriting and rewriting and rewriting these single moments like not even scenes just moments yeah um and it's I guess it took me a while to figure out that's not productive no um I just was hating on everything that I was writing it just you just questioning I mean I think we've I've talked about this before that John Green (laughs) it's a quote that John Green mentioned in their podcast that mm-hmm. is another author's quote. <laughs> so it's very convoluted. But um, people talk about how uh, it's really hard to... One of the hardest things to write is someone going from one room to another. Yeah. And I was just getting so trapped in that. And you just got to write it down and get on to what actually happens in the room and write it down and finish and then yeah. read it later. Because in the moment, it's just... It's too, for me at least. And that's something I'm still dealing with. I think I took a break. I didn't really overcome that roadblock, honestly. And then I had to take a break and start doing work that makes money. Uh, uh, You know, or (laughs) that the goal. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well I'm doing at that right now. But um, yeah, and then I started writing these articles. So I guess that's part of the reason that mattered so much to me is I was actually finishing pieces and putting them out there and having them do well. So I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's hard, too. I know I'm going on and on. That's, no. <laughs> see, imposter syndrome right there. Um, <laughs> I'm just asleep over here. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that's that's part of it, too, is like, yes, it's good to find validation, but then you also have to be careful not to let the validation be the only reason you can, you can keep writing. Because you're not always going to get it, mm-hmm. you know? Trust me. <laughs> you're not. Um, yeah, I so. mean, when I would write articles for, like, journalistic articles and stuff, and I did a couple more, like, creative, like, kind of blog posty things for what was called The Tab, which <laughs> definitely doesn't exist in the United States anymore, but it was like a... Do you remember the whole Aziz Ansari thing and Babe.net? Mm-hmm. That was part of the tab. Oh. Um, Babe.net was part of the tab. And um, they had sections. That, it was basically like the Odyssey, that stupid website, which I actually wrote for that too, where mm-hmm. it was like the an open letter to whatever. And you yeah. would see them all the time. And they basically did the same thing. It was like different colleges. They had different programs. But the tab was more actual news-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like did a fellowship program with them over the summer. And I wrote like a lot of like blog posty stuff. And people would like always people would come up to me, like a certain person from our middle school um, came up to me in the gym one, in like the gym one day in our hometown and was like, I really like your articles. And we had like never really talked in years and years and we had been really close. Um, And he just said that. And I was like, wow, okay. And I still, because like they weren't really creative, like what they weren't like what I wanted to write, I mm-hmm. didn't really take that as validation. Okay. Um, so it's really, it was really hard for me to take anything as validation because even though I was getting stuff quote unquote published on these smaller platforms, it was all journalistic because that was my degree. Um, Maybe it's because it was you, it was something you didn't want to write. Yeah. Because for mine, it was like, yeah. they were story ideas that I was really passionate about still. I think, and you were saying how you spent so long writing or the whole thing about it's the hardest thing to write to go to one room to mm-hmm. another. 
Um, and what I would do, like when I wrote my first, I wrote basically my two books like eight years ago, mm-hmm. literally, and I've been revising them ever since. And I basically pantsed both of them like completely um, when I wrote them, which means I did not plot them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just I, I know it's I went hilarious. back to middle school when all the guys were pantsing oh each other God. and I was like I remember that I was like oh, what like you I was thinking you stripped them down no <laughs> like yeah. in the editing process even though I know pantsers and plants yeah. are <laughs> yeah I know Ugh, I remember that um anyway I know we know what so many of the guys preferences for underwear was in middle school I don't remember them but I, re- oh, I definitely do. remember the the whole like phase that that was happening Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> wait, wait! I just have to say this. One of the boys w- w- got exposed for wearing tidy whities and somebody else wore flame boxers, <laughs> like yep. Hot Wheels flames. Hot Wheels flames. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move on. Um, but but I think what was I? You oh yes, I pants. I pants both of them, <laughs> and like I think that that really helped me because then it gave me like yeah. now I'm basically going back and writing the boring shit because now I have a lot more tools under my belt like I can actually maybe know how to write the boring shit in between mm-hmm. um the different because like I just wrote what I wanted to write in the cool scenes and I had like had like no there was no transitions and now I can go back and write that and it's just a lot easier for me now to to do that now that I'm I don't know I don't know I guess I'm a better writer I guess you become a better writer every day. The hardest yeah. part the hardest part for me is going back and reading something I wrote in high school and thinking I thought I was so good then, but I could write so much better now and mm-hmm. that's just the hardest thing because you, and you can basically you can never read your it's like you can never read your own book once it's published because you're going to find 50 things that you want to change and that scares me. Yeah. Um and I think that's just Dougie. I think that's just something you have to get over, especially anxious people. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's frustrating, too, because I never really finished anything. I go back and I read my stuff from back in the day. And, yeah, a lot of it's shitty. But there are parts that I really love Yeah. um, that I think are so well written. But then it doesn't lead to anything because I never finished anything. And it's like, man. So I think... It's yeah, it's just been really nice for me to finish stuff cuz now I know I can. Yeah, I think it's I don't know. I think it was just growing up. Yeah. Helps it. That's probably true Pretty too. much. I mean, I I think you just have to be like okay, this is my story, whatever. Some people aren't going to like it, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to I mean, if you want to get published or you want to do whatever, I mean, you're going to have to show it to people. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I, think- I mean, I was gonna say I got it I got my story like professionally edited when Mm -hmm. I was in college and she just tore the whole thing apart and I was just devastated but like it was the best thing that ever happened oh really because yeah it's a totally different story now and it actually makes sense okay so I mean it was the best thing and I know you're not actually really supposed to get your book edited before you start submitting it to agents but I didn't know that because nobody told me that and I was (laughs) doing it all my own and I didn't know um but I'm glad that she helped me a lot and I think it's just I mean it sounds kind of like almost like a teaching or learning experience you know like you learned things from and I learned that because of that people aren't trying and like with working with like beta readers or readers that want to um help make my story better that they're not I've learned to take constructive criticism so much more especially taking creative writing classes yeah that's like totally changed how I feel about 
my writing is like I'm so much willing to show it to people so much more willing to show it to people now because I realize I can take it yeah um, that's something I've also learned from writing these articles like I um the first one I wrote I agonized over it so much and changed little things I mean it did the same thing even though there weren't there wasn't anybody walking from room to room I was like even just the topic transitions I agonized over so much and now I know like that yes editing is good and but I honestly I can do I think I've like not even halved it It, it's like an eighth of what it used to be probably right now and the stuff I'm writing is still good and like still looks polished yeah so that's pretty wild but I think I always want everything to be perfect I mean, especially when it comes to fiction, I need to figure out how to learn that lesson. Yeah. Plots, man. Just put it out there and do it today. And that's what you need to learn from this podcast. Okay. I feel like (laughs) now I have to do that. Oh my God. Speaking of okay, okay. I also watched the last scene of The Fault in Our Stars and cried like a baby. We talked about that in our last episode, but (laughs) that was another one that I forgot was so sad. Yeah. Anyway. How did you forget that? That it was so sad. I mean, I forgot exactly what it was, but... Okay. Well, anyways. Anyways. Okay. That's pretty much it. I hope this helps you know that you're not alone and that literally every single writer deals with this every day. Yeah. Even, like, published writers a million times over. So. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic. You can email us at nature at gmail.com or use the Ask Me Anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, nature.tumblr.com. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>